choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? It's Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. I'm back. Thanks for asking Kells Podcast, episode 248. Um... What up, y'all? I'm a little bit excited today. Um, it's Wednesday. It's a short uh, week for me because I took, man, I'm a little, what I took? I took Thursday, Friday through the weekend and Monday off. I, man, them little four days wasn't nothing. I'm extremely burnt out, guys. Um, I'm sure every we all are, but if y'all listen to this for a while, y'all know this job that I was supposed to be a placeholder for six months to a year is going on two-something years now, and... All my moves that I was making to get out of here got shut down by COVID, and it's still being shut down, and I'm not going to say a whole bunch because I don't want to jinx it, but I've still been trying to make moves, but something got to break soon because I have reached the tip-top of my, you know, look, some people, they like jobs where they can go to work every day and 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 do the exact same thing every day and know what they're going to be doing every day and I get that because I mean I've been that person at a time like you know when you're in college or whatever and you're working part time you, know, you, you don't want nothing you got to think you, you got to think all day so you want shit that you know you just you can do it in your sleep but my brain doesn't work like that my spirit isn't set up that way I need to be challenged I need to do new things I need to get my hands to different things I need to be learning new things I need when I when my input uh, and expertise is is called on that it's listened to, you know, or at least taken an advisement. And this place we're at is is it's not. And um, I'm just bored, and I just give. I'm just uh, I'm just stressed out. Like it's not. I'm not challenged, and you have to be careful with that. The more you get older, you have to keep your brain moving, or you know, you start to lose. And like when you don't have to think about things, it's just. Anyway, I I gotta something gotta give. Like I'm like, damn, how much savings do I got? Can I just? I'm not gonna do that in COVID though. But I, the thought runs through my head every day. Um, so hopefully some things here are gonna shake loose soon. Cause something gonna have to give. Cause this shit is not for me. And and you know, some people find this work very exciting and very good for them. I just don't. Um, this is something that I never wanted to do. Get fell into by accident because I did it prior, and you know I'm just I I'm over it. Um, oh yeah. So, moving on. Um, what what? So not too much to talk about today. Um, because I just hit y'all. What was it? Thursday or Friday? So it's not been that that long, but a few things. Um, oh shit, I forgot to write it down. Um, Brandy and Monica. Let me give the um. They're gonna be a topic too. Let me give the um. Yours and neighbor two to Brandy and Monica for their verses on Monday. They broke one point one million and held it for the whole three hours. Like they hadn't even started. Um, I actually watched this one on Instagram. Well, I started watching on Instagram because I wanted to see the comments. But once I realized that they only letting blue checks comment, I just went back over to Apple TV because I was like, eh. um. 
but um you know it was amazing I think all of the, the verses that have been women Jill and Erica know them I think those have been the most successful I think there's a few reasons for that number one is because um you know women and have some of the best catalogs in the industry you know and like I told you before when I was talking about um Meg and Cardi like the men they're just not these the male artists they, they they're not they're not there's nothing great about them, like, their music isn't great, none of them stand out, they're all doing the same thing, their performances, all the, you know, they just stand around on stage, it's not entertaining to me, it's not entertaining, there's a few, you know, I give it to Chris Brown, Chris Brown will put a performance on, although, every, you know, he's gonna give you the same song, but at least he'll put a performance on, um, you know, the baby makes some videos, there's some, a couple exceptions, but even that, it's not nothing like what it used to be in the, in, the, in the 90s and I think everybody agrees that the 90s was like the, well, I don't know if everybody agrees, but I know I'm gonna say, and all Gen Xers say, the 90s was the last great decade, like whatever that shit was in the 2000s that y'all millennials grew up on, I'm not knocking it, some of it, you know, I, Britney and all that, I get it, but compared to what we had, I mean listen, by the time the 2000s rolled around and I'm not, listen, I love me some NSYNC okay, I love me some Christina Aguilera I was never a huge Britney fan, I mean, I, I, I liked Britney, but Britney was always Madonna like to me, so I liked her in that way, I was like oh, that's, you know, she's, that's the, they redoing Madonna now, like, I, I, um I liked her in that way, but I mean I wasn't, I liked Britney, don't get me wrong, I just I was a Christina fan because I just thought Christina was a better singer and that first album with Jeannie in the bottle and all of that, like that, that was my shit, so I was always, I was just a Christina girl, um, with Dirty and all that, like, loved it, um, Britney was more pop, um, you know, but I liked her too, just not as much as Christina, I never got into, like, the Stan Wars, cause I was grown, <laughs> right, um, but the 90s was the last great decade, I mean, I mean, when you compare what we had, and it's a lot of reasons for it, main one being, you know, there's a lot of reasons for it, but when you compare what we grew up on and what we're used to, the Mariah Carey's, the Janet Jackson's, the Madonna's, the Michael Jackson's, the um, Prince's, the um, Tony Braxton's, the Brandy's, the Monica's, the, um, you know, you name it, I'm trying to, uh, Usher's, the, um, although Usher's was more towards the 2000, but he started in the late 90s, um, you know, the, the bad boy run, the Snoop, uh, uh, listen, the 90s, that entire decade was, was a, a golden decade, and not, for all genres, you know, if you know, you know, rap, hip-hop, rock, country, everything, it was just the pinnacle of everything, and so, and nothing since has compared, like, it just hasn't, like, you have a few bright lights, you have your Beyonce, you have your Rihanna, you have your, um, Drake, you have your, who I'm forgetting, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting quite a few people, but you know what I'm saying, you have your exceptional people, and then you got all this fucking vibes shit that everybody's doing, which is all trash, um, but, they held 1.1 million, like I told y'all last week, you know, I don't know who thought Monica was gonna win, I love, people's like, oh, you don't fuck with my, I love Monica, I told y'all, my, I'm a fan of both of them, but in Versus, it's about catalog, and you either have the catalog, or you don't, and Monica just doesn't, didn't have the catalog to, to compete with Brandy, because she just didn't, like, she played, and she hit all her heavy hitters, and like I said last week, like, it's 20 songs, so you could play, you could have 10, 12, you know, great songs, but, 
and run out and have, I mean, Brandy played sitting up in my room, which is a huge hit of hers, on the back half, like it was a B-side. And and she didn't play everything she could have had, Brandy, because a little part in the middle there, they started playing new shit, which I was like, oh, Lord. And then she was reading her poems, you know. Have you ever heard a caged bird sing? Brandy was up there, you know, Brandy Angelou was kept reading poems. So Brandy was fucking around a lot, is what I'm saying. She really didn't. If she really wanted to go and just bang, 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 she really could have. But, you know, man... Brandy won. It's uh, most people say Brandy. I, I know the Monica stands insisting that she won, but it's just it, she didn't. And, and 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 even Monica brought out some hits that I forgot about. Like, oh yeah, that's cool, but it ain't better than have you ever. Oh yeah, that was cool, but it's not win. So anyway, but it was funny to me because you know there's a long story about the beef between them. They had a fight, whatever. I personally never. Th- I, the way those two have always interacted to me, of course they're not best friends, but I think people always made more of it than it was. Now some people are like, oh, they always pit women against each other. I really don't think that was a situation with Monica and Brandy. I think Monica and Brandy really did have beef, and I mean, we saw Brandy is difficult. Like, Brandy is a difficult person because she fucking shady as fuck. And people are like, oh, she's not shady, she's awkward. No, she's shady. I don't know if she, Brandy to me, like, if some of us have people like this in our family, it's either your cousin, for, in my family, it was my, it's my grandmother, my my, my father's um, mother, but some people, it's their cousin, it's their aunt, that one person is just, like, difficult, they not trying to be difficult, they just are, they have a difficult personality for whatever reason, right, and that's Brandy to me, and it's because I think she's shady in the way that, like, older black church ladies tend to be, you know, like, it's, it's, if you know, you know, it's just a different way, they, they, um, when we say shade, you know, the gays have taken it around, when we say, when we say shade, what we are talking about is the way older black women talk, they, they, the insults, they, they're not, they're not directly insults, like you say, like you'll say, like, um, ah, shit, I'm trying to think of something, like, you know, you'll be like, oh, you know, your shoes are nice, you know, oh, you finally found a pair, like, that's, and that's kind of like trying to tell somebody, like, you know, you, you can't dress, or all oh, your shoes is ugly, but you finally found a nice, it's, it's shit, little stuff like that, and Brandy, people, Brandy and Monica both, but Brandy in particular, because she was a bigger star, she wasn't more exposure, she did have more, she had more pop, exposure, Monica started out in that way, but then Monica said herself she wanted to be a family person, and that's fine, but like, even Monica so that's why we don't understand why y'all hollering about how, you know, Monica was the same amount of stars, she was, even Monica said that, even Monica was like, yo, I, I, you know after I made enough, I was cool to be, you know a wife and mother, Brandy kept going Brandy, so anyway my point with that is, Brandy has been a big star, a superstar for a long time, like, all her childhood, we all know the story with her mom, very controlling, very problematic, if you've seen her, or any of the shows that just heard of her, and all Brandy's quote fingers peers, because she's so talented, and because she had that voice, and because she could sing like she could, all her peers were grown-ups, the Whitney Houstons, the, you know, the, the, um, all the great singers, the Tony Braxes, all the great singers that, you know, the, the, Brandy was had been in Brandy was iconic videos with Latifah. All her peers were older than her. There was nobody on her level that she could 
be around. So, and that's what her personality gives me. Somebody who is who is very sheltered. Because I mean, she who she gonna who Brandy gonna be girl, girlfriends with, right? As opposed to Monica, who was getting on the prison bus and grew up. You know, Monica's a street girl. I'm gonna get to Monica in a minute though, because y'all be dragging Monica too. But that's what Brandy is giving me. She was very shady. I don't think she. Some people said she was awkward. I don't think she's awkward at all. Awkward people are not able to interact and throw shade, like Brandy was throwing shade, okay, anybody thinks that was accident, she played that Whitney Houston clip out the blue for no reason and glanced over at Monica as soon as she did it <laughs> she glanced, she played that clip and glanced the song she played after had nothing to do with that song that she played, matter of fact I think that she played sitting up in my room it was some song she played that we would have knew the song regardless. We ain't need no intro, we ain't need no clip, we ain't need no poem, we ain't need no soliloquy, we ain't need none of that. And she played that Whitney clip and glanced, re- rewatch if you mean, she glanced, as soon as she did it, she glanced over at Monica real quick and then played the song. And she was just saying little shit like all through, she's being very, sh- and Monica, bless her heart, Monica was picking up on it, Monica was doing, like, it. look, it's easy to see how Brandy might got punched in the face, because Brandy, Monica was like, you can see Monica was trying to be patient, but I think, but Monica was being patient in a way where she, like, I, she just used to, she seemed to me like she used to dealing with her, she know how she is, and this is just what we gonna do, because this, she not gonna get, she not gonna pull me off my square, that's what Monica was doing, and she, and she was doing it like she has done it before, because Brandy would say something, Monica be like, what? She's like, no, I'm not gonna repeat it, but I was like, what? I'm trying, what? I want you to explain, like, Monica was interacting with her like you interact with people who you just know are difficult and you just trying to get through it, it wasn't like he was like, oh Monica got the pot, I'm sure Monica was frustrated and I'm sure Monica left there like, girl oh, let me tell child, I did the best I could I did, I did it, I got through it, you know what I mean I'm sure she, it was funny to watch because Monica was doing her best, <laughs> like it was 10 minutes in and I was like, listen can we just cut chat, let's cut chat, it's making me anxious, it's making me very uncomfortable, because it was just very, it was just very like, oh, can y'all just play the songs, because Monica really was, you know, both of them were being gracious, and Monica, you could tell, was really trying to keep it cute, like, look, we just got, you know, we ain't never been the best of friends, but we peers, and we got respect for each other, and we had this big song, and we, you know, we, we, but we just got back cool, you got a slick mouth, Brandy, you know, you be saying shit, you know, I, you know, you can't just talk any kind of way, cause I pop off and I punch bitches in the face, but we not gonna do that here, but let's just get through this, please don't say no shit, that's gonna make me have to react, that's what, that was Monica's thing, I'm gonna be cool, you know, I'm not gonna jump out the window, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get put off my square, we gonna talk, but just please, that was Monica's energy, and Brandy's energy was we friends back now, girl, so I don't know what the problem is, you know, I'm shady, you know, this is how I talk, we ain't, I'm not talking, I'm not saying nothing, you don't know, we did fight, you did punch me, I don't know what you want me to say, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to pretend like you ain't punched me up, that was, that was Brandy's energy, but it was funny, <clears throat> excuse me, but I don't think it was as much as people made out, like, I don't think there was ever, I don't think Monica was ever, there was ever any chance that anything was gonna break out they just look like two people who have who know each other very well and who know how to deal with each other very well you uh, without being fr- like, like again like that aunt you got that's your aunt you know how she is the one that's that's what you say about that person as soon as they come to the to the thanksgiving or whatever and say some foul shit and everybody pause and look and somebody's like girl you know how she is just 
you know how she is, that's Brandy, and that's the energy I was getting, like, this is just how this bitch is, but it was, I mean, but, they kept that 1.1 million, and why? Because they had the catalog, they had the music, they had the quality, the girls could sing, the girls had the range, people were saying, now nobody, she was like, y'all saying Monica can sing, I ain't hear nobody saying Monica can sing, could not sing, I don't think Monica sings as well as Brandy, Brandy is, isn't, you know, I don't even say that vocal bible, cause I don't even know what the fuck that means, it's fucking dumb, but Brandy can sing, Brandy is, can sing, Whitney Houston sang with Brandy, Whitney Houston ain't just sing with any old body, cause Brandy could sing, and I think Whitney, Whitney recognized that Brandy could control her voice and roll her voice the same way that Whitney could. Monica can sing too, but she, she's not as not as well as 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 Brandy could. Even Brandy, the Brandy wouldn't even let Monica sing her song because she was running all over the track. But it was perfect. Like anytime, like I always say, Whitney is a few. Mariah, Whitney, Brandy, um, fat ass Kim Burrell made the devil curse your ankles. Um, who else? There's, there's a few I probably can't think of right now, Patti LaBelle Aretha Franklin, there's a few of those that it don't matter where they at they could be sitting at dinner when they open their mouth and sing, it sounds just like they sound on the record, they're not, you know auto-tuned, they're not mastered, mastered, they mixed, you know regular, they sound, Brandy is one of those singers, that's that's very rare, I know y'all think it, it's not but it is, for you to be able to open your mouth just playing around or whatever like Brandy was and sound just like a record that's when you can sing and that's what Brandy was doing effortlessly, right um, even when she was doing like the little backup with the hums and shit, right so, it was great, I was so proud of them um, that they held those numbers and like a lot of people on Twitter, you know, a lot of people working in different areas of entertainment were like, you know what? These these both of these girls been on there on been on here for three hours holding one point one million. And if any of us walked to any of these labels or companies and said, Hey, we should do something with Monica, they'll be like that we'll get told that these are not stars and nobody wants to see them and they can't maintain that kind of audience. And and I think that's true. And you know, that's why versus and we gotta, you know, I, I kind of, I like verses. some people not crazy about verses, or or just have something to say about verses. I think it's great, because, it, number one, it's a platform that they came up with on their own, and it's showing these artists that people want to see, you know, like, these these artists are, they said that Brandy and Monica outdid the VMAs, and I'm not surprised, because I didn't watch the VMAs, I like Kiki um, Palmer, but I didn't watch it, because I saw who was gonna be on it, and I like Gaga too, but I was like, I, I ain't listen, that shit is, I don't know who that's appealing to, but there's a lot of us out here that are, you know, the, the, the spreadsheet the spreadsheet entertainment they're doing it's, it's not it, and I don't think it's gonna sustain, because none of that shit, I mean, the last we were listening 1.1 million people on Instagram alone, they put out a chart of all the numbers, but I don't remember, I just know on 1.1 on my Instagram, not on Swiss number, you know, Swiss, they say Swiss be, be <laughs> juicing the numbers, but he wasn't, cause, you know, we could all see how many were logged on there, um, you know, sat around and watched these girls make music from the 90s, same thing, same thing with Jill and Erica, because it's quality music, because it's good, it's, this, this, 
vibes and be now, it ain't no hooks, it ain't no good lyrics, they're not talking about nothing, everything is, I'm depressed, and all this bullshit, and why you don't want me, and nobody wants to hear that shit, I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all need to fucking, I understand that, like, maybe record labels ain't it now, but y'all really need to invest in y'all careers, and get you some A&Rs, and get you some producers, and get you some creative input, because y'all, you know, y'all might got the talent, but y'all don't have the ears, and it's not just the younger, it's a lot, it's a a lot of older artists too could use some Drake that shit you putting out that that shit all sound the same it's it's not an, it's not inspiring it's, it hasn't evolved it hasn't grown at all um you know y'all can use some create some some creative input um cuz it's just the quality is not there all them songs from from the they were playing those shits were qual those shits were jams and not only were they jams they had iconic videos so we have that, that when soon as they got them how can i be down i was like yo yo remember that is an iconic video you had you had Yo-Yo in the video you had Latif in the video you had MC Light in the video you had Brandy in the video okay like it was it that everybody remembers that video everybody um, so there's conversation now about, you know, who should be next, people keep saying Mariah, uh, Mariah Carey, um, honestly, should just do herself, because there's nobody living that can compare to Mariah Carey, I'm sorry, and I know people throw Mary J. Blige out there, and I love Mary J. Blige, but Mary J. Blige can't match Mariah Carey, because Mary J. Blige is an R&B artist, Mariah Carey is somebody that can reach across genres, Mariah Carey has R&B songs, she has pop songs, she has hip-hop songs, and she has all the remixes of all that I just said, so that's not a good matchup for me, yes, Mary has a catalog, and it's not many people who go up against Mary either, but, you know, Mariah just has too much to pull on, and then she has the remixes to pull on, and then she has the, you know, the hip-hop to pull on, and Mary does too, but Mary's is in one lane, Mary's is R&B, like, Mary's an R&B artist, right, she's not a pop artist, I don't think, I'm trying to think of any song Mary has that could qualify as pop, maybe, um, maybe the shit she did with Elton John later, but I don't, I don't think a lot of people even know about that, um, but her, her and Elton John's version of, um, I guess that's why they call it the blues, is one of my favorite versions ever, but Mary is another one, Mary can go, Mary, Mariah, those kind of artists that have those, those 20, 30, in Mariah's case, year-long catalogs, just let, just do, let them do what Babyface did, sit up there by themselves, talk about the songs, talk about their process, what they was thinking, what they was going through at that time, or however they want to do it, but you can't put a Mary up against uh, 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 um, a writer, only person I think, I, I only person I think that you could, that, that would be comparable to Mariah is Janet Jackson, because Janet is another one that can pull across all genres, she has R&B songs, she has pop songs, she has hip-hop songs, she has, um, probably even got the, do she, do Jenna got a Latin song? Um, I don't know, but that, somebody like that could, met, could, could go up against Mariah, just on the length of, of catalog, the quality, features, etc. but those type of artists, they have so many hits, you don't really, like, how you gonna pick 20, how you, Mariah's first debuted in what, 90? it's 2020, how you gonna pick 20 songs, Janet, same thing, like, it's so, it don't, don't, we don't need them verses, just have them like that babyface one, like, that was perfect, right, and if you want to, 
you can have them do it, and they have the people come in to visit, right, so you know how many rappers Mariah got, have the rappers come and, you know, on, you know, me, well ODB passed away, rest in peace, but some of the other ones, you know, have Jay or whoever, I don't know if Jay will do it, but whatever, something like that, but um, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, uh, they keep putting Usher and Chris Brown, that's not comparable, Chris Brown is not comparable to Usher, first of all, Usher's whole, had so many damn hits before so many more hits before Chris crashed his career, um, beating up Rihanna, and, you know, it's just, it's not, even if they have a dance-off, I don't even know, it's, they're not comparable, um, I'm, I'm trying to think who else, that Rihanna can't, nobody, nobody alive in the pop world today, except maybe Mariah Carey could go up against Rihanna, because, you can say what you want, um, Rihanna is pushing up, is bumping up against, um, Madonna for um, top singles. Uh, she's not within reach of Madonna because Madonna just had a whole fucking bunch. I think she's like 17 short of Madonna, but she's in second place ahead of Mariah. And Mariah and is like she's like five or six ahead of Mariah, but she's way behind Madonna. Um, so you know, but bravo to them, I'm, I'm so happy for them, I'm glad we got to see that, that was amazing, brought back a lot of nostalgia but I told y'all Brandy was gonna win it ain't no shade on Monica um, speaking of shade on Monica you know, I don't like the way y'all talk about Monica either, y'all keep calling her ghetto, Monica's not ghetto this is, this is what I be saying by y'all fucking new blacks and and, and, and one black till 08 people be, be really telling on yourself, Monica's not ghetto Monica is just, she's a, she's, she's a little street, she's a little, she has a little edge to her, ghetto is, ghetto is somebody, when you, when you call somebody ghetto, it's somebody they, they weren't raised right, they don't have no home training, they don't know how to behave properly, like, you can't take them everywhere, then cousins where, you know, yeah, or whatever, like, you dating a dude, yeah, he cool, but I can't take him to work with me, cause he gonna be wearing the suits, one of them Steve Harvey suits, and he not, you know, it, that ghetto is different, ghetto is like an uncouth, an un- refined, uh, just don't know how to act, you know, don't know how to behave it's nowhere that I would say you can take Monica, she wouldn't know how to behave, she can fit in, I mean she's Monica, so I'm calling her ghetto she's just a little street, that's different and the reason why y'all don't know the difference is cause y'all grandmamas never carried the pearl handle revolver and her nice expensive Louis Vuitton bag that she got down to the Bloomingdale's with her folk, fur coat and her pearls just in case she had to shoot somebody for you know, trying to get a little fresh with her back in 1955 down to the Savoy okay, that's why y'all don't know just because you're a little street just cause you might have to shoot a nigga just cause you might have to get a nigga up off your porch with a shotgun or whatever, or get him up out your bedroom acting a fool with a straight blade or whatever that don't mean that you ghetto that don't mean you not a lady if you know, like I know, back in the day all the ladies uh, carried something with them because that's what a lady did that's how a lady was a lady you know, cause, hey you not gonna, you know, yeah, this is all good, this is all nice, and I, you know, we polite and everything, but don't try me, alright, that's, that's, so, stop calling her ghetto, she's not ghetto, she, she's, you know, expresses herself well, she's just a little, she's just, she's just a little street, and y'all keep calling her ghetto, shows that y'all don't, y'all ain't never been nowhere, you can just tell them people ain't never been nowhere, and again, y'all ain't play outside, like Brandy said, they didn't call you for that, <laughs> like, like, it just, 
I, I don't like it, y'all, Guna, I get the Guna, I get it, cause she kicked down the door and all that, the baby mama, none of that shit, none of that shit, well, the baby mama shit, maybe a little bit, but none of that firearms brandishing that we know Monica is prone to do makes you ghetto, ghetto is, is somebody that is unrefined, it doesn't know how to behave, if you know, if you know, if you, if you can go sit to, at your cookout with your family, and, and chill with them, and then go up into, you know, some record executive office, and, you know, chill with them, and, and be able to hold a conversation there, that's, that's, that's not being ghetto, ghetto people can't do that ghetto people don't know how to switch, ghetto people just always ghetto, like that bit what Martin says where he loves round away hood girls but he can't date them because you can't take them nowhere, because you get them in a nice restaurant and they ask you for chicken fingers and all that shit, that's ghetto that's when you can't you don't know how to move but you know, between vibes or whatever you want to call it I don't want to say classes because it's not always that but you know what I'm saying stop calling Monica ghetto, Monica ain't ghetto Ghetto. Monica carries herself very well she was very poised, she was very uh, together, um, she wasn't she wasn't about to pop off on Brandy she just was being very patient um, and you know, she was a little tired of poems, but girl, wasn't we all everybody was like, child, just play the song, we told, please don't read another poem Brandy was phenomenal woman, that's me and let me play you my next song, the one that Whitney liked, it was her favorite, here you go but first, let me read a poem, like oh girl, everybody was tired of that shit, including Monica um, but yeah it was amazing it was a great night damn, I'm out of water and I'm glad they did well um yeah, the other so, the other, it's not a it's not a yours and never two, but rest in peace to John Thompson, um, the great coach of Georgetown basketball, um, Georgetown, sorry, Villanova beating Georgetown for the NCAA championship was one of my earliest sports memories, along with the Eagles' first Super Bowl where they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, oh, well, I don't know if it was their first, the first that I remember, 1980, they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Sixers, Philadelphia 76ers winning the, the NBA championship in 1983 and the Phillies winning it in 1980 also when they had Pete Rose and Mike Schmidt and that great, great, great amazing Phillies team. Those are my earliest sports memories. I remember because Georgetown was a beast. Georgetown was, you know, the quote fingers black school and every black person in America except for the black people in Philadelphia were pulling for Georgetown and I still remember when Villanova beat them. Um, I'll happen and this was right around the time when my mom passed away, and I was staying at my then godmother's house, um, and I had on, you know, like a onesie, but I had grown out of it, so the feet were cut out, but it was, you know, the top part was still a onesie, and I mean, we all jumped up and ran outside, and I remember everybody running outside, because Villanova had won, um, but John Thompson, and that Georgetown squad, that's really, really, I'll be honest, that, that rivalry, the Villanova-Georgetown rivalry, is really what got me into college basketball, period, college basketball, generally, because out, outside of, um, actually, college basketball is the only co- collegiate sport that I like better than the pros, I don't like college football, I try to watch it, I can't, I just don't, I don't like, I don't, the amateur-ishness of it, it just does not appeal to me, so, but outside of basketball, outside of college, outside of college basketball, I actually like 
Sorry. I actually like college basketball better than pros, and that's why, because of Georgetown, because it was his team with all these black players and with the black swag, and, you know, this is the 80s. They all had the cuts in their hair and their eyebrows and their gold chains, and it was just how we was – it was us. It was how we was rocking, you know, and – um John Thompson was a coach. I, to this day, I, when I played basketball, I, I kind of modeled myself. I, I modeled myself off of two people. One was Michael Jordan. The other was John Thompson. To this day, when I'm in the gym, I wear the white towel on my shoulder and I work out. Just because that's what John Thompson did. And I used to do when I was little. Um, the Georgetown basketball program, if y'all know, if y'all my age, Gen X and older, y'all know back in the day, that Georgetown starter jacket, the blue joint that just said hard hard, you had one of them, nobody can tell you shit, you was hard the Georgetown, y'all remember the Georgetown Converse and the Georgetown, to this day that dark blue color, I call it Georgetown blue um you know, it, it just it's just synonymous with that decade. Um, you know, when Lynn Bias overdosed, we know the famous story. Um, John Thompson found out that some of his players had been hanging out and back then the Big Kingpin. This is when Washington D.C. was a murder capital, and back then the um, the crack era, the Big Kingpin's guy was named Rayful Edmund, and um, he found out that some of his players have been hanging out, hanging out with Rayful, and um, he went and, and, and talked to him and said, hey man, my guy, my players are off limits, and from what I understand, Rayful uh, respected that. It was just, it was a part, it was a part of the culture. You had to be there to understand. Now, sorry, apparently, Georgetown was such a black team that some people thought it was an HBCU I never thought that because a whole big part of Georgetown story was that it was this prestigious white Jesuit school in D.C. and a part of town at that time that they didn't even like Georgetown. They didn't even like black people in. Like, it was a whole big race issue and part of John Thompson's story was he was this black coach, first black coach to win the NCAA tournament on as a head of a white team. It just was so intertwined in the story that I really don't understand how nobody thought it was a HBCU and I get that it was a black school but that's not the same as HBCU we had a lot of black schools then, back then Georgetown was one, St. John's was one UNLV was one later Michigan became one because of the Fab, fab Five like um uh, uh it, was, it was a couple schools like that um but I don't I never heard of nobody thinking there was no HBCU I don't really know, I get it as a kid you might have thought that, but somebody on Twitter said something about, I just found out the other day, and I was like, really? Like, all this time? I don't know. You just think that HBCU would have won a national championship with, and, and, and produced all those NBA greats, and nobody would have known it was an HBCU. So that was weird to me. Um, but it was a black school. There was a couple, like, I just named a few. There's certain teams where the culture of the team, not so much now that we so corporate in the NBA, and it's a part of the reason why I don't like, not that I don't like, part of the reason why I'm not as excited about sports now as I used to, because it's the person I feel, with the corporations and all of that, has this personality has been taken out of the game, back then teams had different personalities, they had different vibes, right, if you went to play Georgetown, you was playing the black school, you know what their vibe was going to be, Patrick Ewing had his chains on, you know, it was a a certain vibe, when you went to Duke, you knew there was going to be a bunch of white boys, okay, when you went to North Carolina, they had a certain swag, and the pros, the Lakers, they had a certain, it was, you know, there was, there was, um, there was flavor to it, and now I feel, you know, all this buddy-buddy ball, and everybody's the same, and everybody's in the, I just, I, it's, it's not as appealing to me, um, but maybe with this new 
protests and every stuff now, you know, maybe we could get back to that a little bit. I mean, they are a little bit. I appreciate the fashions at the beginning and all that. The NBA is definitely more progressive than the NFL and way more exciting than the NFL for sure. And that's because they have a good players union and the players understand that they are the, uh, the value, not not the fucking owners and shit. I don't know why NFL players can't figure that shit out, but they can't. And their players union is terrible because um, it serves the owners and not the players. Um, but um, you know, rest in peace. He was a great coach. He was one of my favorite coaches. Again, got me into basketball. I got me wanting to play basketball. You know, for, oh, I didn't back then. I didn't even know women's basketball played. They were, you know, then I found out Georgetown had a women's team too that was actually pretty good for a little bit. And um, you know, just resting. Listen, he, he he of all the of all the and just two him Jerry Tarkanian and and Mike Krzyzewski, Um, I was never an NBA. Uh, sorry, North Carolina fan. Those three coaches really, when I was playing ball and like and, and trying to get into school and trying to get scholarships and you know, all of that, those three coaches influenced me a great deal. Coach K because his teams just were always excellent and um, I liked the way they played. Even though everybody hated Duke, but that fundamental ball, you know, as a as a as a as a female player, you have to have your fundamentals. You have to understand the game. And you have to, you know, that's just how you have to be. So I, 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 I liked him. I, I liked Coach uh, John Thompson because, again, the black team, Georgetown, what it meant, they had that swag. So I was like, okay, you ain't got to be out here like when these herb-ass white girls, you can have some swag. And UNLV, they had that run-and-gun game. And, um, you know, um, and, and, and Jerry was, 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 was put that together. So those were three teams that really influenced me in middle school and high school when I was really trying to, you know, do the, do the ball thing. Um, so rest in peace to John Thompson. That's a big loss. We ain't even got to talk about all the, all the NBA greats that you coached that, you know, Allen Iverson being the main one everybody knows about, but, um, you know, that, that was my boy. So rest in peace to him. And, um, yeah. Moving on, also, man, rest in peace to Chad McBowles, man. Um, you know, I, I had noticed he 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 died of 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 um colon colon cancer. Is that what it was? No, what's the one that men get? Yeah, colon cancer. Um, suddenly it just popped up on the team. He he had been sick. Nobody knew he was sick all through all through Black Panther. Nobody knew, and um, you know, he passed away, and um. You know, it's, I mean, listen. If you gotta go out, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that he that he died, but like that's how you do it, bro. That is that is a life. That's how you do it. That's how. Excuse me. That's how you go when you find out that you have a terminal disease and that you're not gonna have all the time that you thought you were gonna have. You just fucking don't just keep going. Just don't let it stop you. Keep doing the best you can. Make the make the best noise you can and go out in a blaze of glory. And that is exactly what Chadwick Bozeman did. And I understand exactly why he did it that way. He was like, why didn't he tell anybody? Because when you start telling people, they start treating you different. And don't nobody want that pity. And don't nobody want you to be asked about it all the time. Oh, it's such, you know, all this fucking trauma porn that everybody in this country loves. Not everybody's with that shit. I would have did the exact same thing. That is how you do it. I was just like, wow. That is remarkable, all the, and, and look what he left us, you know, and of course he's gone too soon, and he, and, and he, he, 
he was a great actor. Like y'all, I, y'all know I'm not really big in the comic genre. I went to see Black Panther. I, I enjoy Black Panther, but I like Chadwick all the way back. Uh, Chadwick all the way back to forty two. I loved him in in um uh, James Brown. Get on up. He played the fuck out of James Brown. And that's really to me what. I associate with him the most, not so much Black Panther, um, he was in the Five Bloods, uh, I just he's a great actor, and and, and his future was so bright, I was looking forward to, like, I thought he was him, him, um uh, Denzel's son uh, John, um damn John Washington, yeah, he's got a middle name, I can't remember, John Washington Michael B. Jordan, who I don't think is that great of an actor, but, you know, he's he's in that genre. Jamie, you know, Jamie, a great black leads like that. Mahershala Ali, who I think is an awesome actor. You know, he's one of the ones that you could, you knew the best work was yet to come and to be, and to be snuffed out that, that early, but, man, what a way to go. I was just like, wow. I could barely be sad. I mean, I was because, anybody, he's only 43 years old, but I was like, wow, that's how you do it, bro that is how you do it, you just live your life, you keep going, you don't stop, you, you, you keep pushing to the very last breath, the last tweet he sent was, um, his fellow Bison, um, Kamala Harris for, for VP, and he told no one, and I think it was quite tight secret, because all the celebrities reacting, even ones that are really close to him, they had no idea, and man, what a way, I was like wow, that's how you do it, man that's how you do it, no pity no, 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 you know oh poor chat, none of that he just kept going, he filmed all those movies in between surgeries and didn't tell nobody and you know, I saw that picture a few months ago, we saw, actually I saw the progression he was getting thinner and looking gaunt, but you know, a lot of them celebrities, they get on them, them vegan diets, and they start to look like that, or we thought, I thought he was like losing weight for a role, but the last one he showed when he had the baseball hat on, he looked very sickly, and I was like, oh damn, he do, either he doing that, because cause that vegan shit, I don't know if y'all know, when y'all go too far with that shit, y'all be looking sickly, your skin start getting dull, your eyes be sunken, he looked like Chad would look, right, so I just thought it was that, I never thought he was sick, because who would have thought that, but it turns out he was sick, and so that's what it was, people were, um, you know, speculating about, you know, and what, what, what the issue was, I think most people assumed it was a role, I thought it was vegan, you know, maybe a role, cause I was like, oh, what kind of role is it, I was like, nah, that just looked like, he needed sandwiched, right, but, um, so now we know that that's why he looks sickly, because he was sick, um, God bless you, man, you one of the ancestors now, and, I mean, I'm just, I was just blown away by that, I was like, wow, that's, that's how you do it, man, that's how you do it, um, so, so, man, rest in peace, and I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, you had to die so young, but, man, um, so, moving on from that, um, I gotta shout out Lovecraft Country again, and I have done it before, if you're not watching this show, and I know a couple of y'all say it's too scary, and listen, don't get me wrong, this last episode, it was a lot, when old, <laughs> Nick, when old girl was, <laughs> that ghost was leaned down by her mattress, I was like, oh, what the fuck, like, that was some bullshit, right, like, ugh, that was scary to motherfucker, but, um, this show is so amazing, it is so good, I can't recommend it enough, Journey Smollett is is acting her 
ass off in this fucking movie, uh, uh, series, amazing, you have to watch every episode twice, cause number one is scary, you might be jumping in this shit, but there's little stuff, I told y'all, the, the basically, the, it's based off this book series, um, called Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, same thing, and basically, I, it's hard to tell you the plot, it's like magic, you gotta, I, I really don't even know myself what's going on sometimes, but basically what it is, it's set in the 50s, and they're overlapping this super nap, like this, 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 these black people, um, this one guy is like the last descendant of this, some white guy that was like into some spooky shit, and all of them are like kind of into some spooky shit in their own kind of way, like, they have some kind of, there's some kind of familial connection that all of them have back to, like, this secret society of, like, witches and whatever the fuck they doing, right? And, but, it's done, it's, it's, but also, it's overlaid with, it's set in the 50s, so the racism that Jim Crow is overlaid, and, and I can't, it's something you have to watch experience, but, the long and short of it is it's it's scary with the ghosts and the monsters, and each episode it's a book series, so from what I'm picking up each episode is like a different story so like, kinda like one of those, I'm trying to think of a um, we've all read books like that, where it's a series and you follow the, the characters have different escapades or different things they go through, like one week they run it, kinda like the um uh, like a Hardy Boys, you know how like the Hardy Boys are detectives, and every week it's a new mystery, so the story, it's kind of like that, right, so this week it um, was this haunted house theme, but it all, under, it all has racial themes running through it, and the way they blend them to show that there's horror, and there's horror, right, and it's almost like the supernatural shit that they're dealing with, ain't nothing compared to these white folks, to these crackers, and the way they show it is so amazing, and it's, you have to watch this little teeny stuff that you won't pick up on, like when I watched it the first time, this last episode, there's a reference in there to Emmett Till, I didn't even pick up on that until, you know, people, when it's over, people start retweeting some, and some, and some summations, and if you, if you really wanna, I don't, cause I, I'm fine to just figure out as it goes along, but there's all kind of like YouTube summations, just like with Game of Thrones, if you don't really know what's going on, you can find, you know, there's all kind of podcasts and YouTube shits that'll tell you, so if you really wanna know, like, what's going on, what's going on, you can watch one of them, I don't, I'm fine just following the story, but in one of those, it, it happened to reference, um, point out that that was Emmett Till, and when I, so there's a scene where the kids are in the basement playing with a Ouija board, and this one kid asks, um, will he have fun on this trip, and the Ouija board tells him no, I didn't think nothing of it, till I saw somebody say that was Emmett Till, and they put the side by side, the kid in the, in the basement, and it's set in Chicago, Emmett Till was from Chicago, the kid in the basement has the same white shirt on that Emmett Till has in this famous picture of him, it's the same shirt, when you put it side by side, I was like, oh, so when he was asking about the trip, it was 1955, he was asking about the trip he was about to take down to Mississippi, so when he asked if he was going to enjoy it, the Ouija board said no, because he's about to go down there and get lynched, so it's little stuff like that, all kind of little details like that, um, Letty said something about Martin Luther King, which if you know a deep history of Martin Luther King, about his life before he met Coretta Scott King, you, you'll pick up on it, if you don't, you'll, but this is just little 
tidbits of, of stuff like that in it that's that's amazing and it's so good and I cannot recommend it enough and Journey Smollett is acting her motherfucking ass off this last episode is to see I'm trying to give it away but I'll just tell you she bought a haunted house and she and she figured it out and they gotta get these um these spirits out of the house and it's a scene in the basement Lord have mercy, listen, that shit would have sent me to the upper room, I would have turned right into another spirit up in that house, because when Tick Tick gets possessed by one of the the things, and she's stuck in that basement, Lord, that would have been it for me, that would have been it for me, but she just sees, she turns the scene around, and it is so amazing, um, love it, it it is scary though, it's not like a goofy scary, I'm gonna, I watch scary movies, I do, so I'm not like, oh my god, but I do recognize for that it's scarier than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like a goofy scary, like True Blood. You know how True Blood is like goofy scary? It's scary, but it's like goofy, campy, I guess. is what It ain't campy. It, it is scary. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's scary. Stuff be popping up. It be ghosts. It be monsters. It be what the fuck's going on. It's scary. So if you, if you are not into that, and it's gory also, it's scary and it's gory, just so you know, but if you can get through that it is amazing, it is so good and part of that horror, is why it's so good, cause they, they could, they, they they do that, they do the, like the horror and the gore, and you think god damn this shit is scary, but then here come these crackers, just being regular ass racist crackers, and it's even more terrifying cause you be like, damn, I know that fucking fear too, like that fear, you you know, and then, so we gotta fucking, and it's just, it's just it's so representative of, like, black people struggle in America, like, we gotta deal with monsters and y'all motherfuckers too, it's just, it's, it's, it's great, I love it, can't recommend it enough, um, it comes on Sunday at 9 on HBO, um, and finally, oh, y'all, y'all, hey, y'all know I'm a studsman and waiting, I'm tired of fucking these fucking dating these people, and going with these people, and it just ain't the one for me, and this ain't, this ain't for me, I'm looking for my queen, y'all know this, and you know, it ain't for lack of trying, you know, I'm just, I, I don't, I ain't gotta settle for whatever, right, okay, and I'm not, and I'm not going to, but yo, yesterday, in the middle of the day, out of the blue, goddamn Nishi Nash, pop, put, put a wedding photo on Twitter, and on Instagram, she done got married to a whole stud, y'all, Nisi fucking Nash, fine ass Nisi Nash, Nisi Nash is my type, I know everybody think that they know my type, but they don't, because my type changes and it's basically, I know it when I see it, and do you look fucking good and Nisi Nash, waist be snatched them big man, listen and I was shot, my mouth is still open, because who knew last week, excuse me last we heard she was married to a man but what is the lesson, ladies don't let your husband or your boyfriend stop you from finding your wife, okay, apparently this girl is a musician, I ain't never heard her before yesterday, apparently she's a musician, she played at Nisi's wedding, they've been knowing each other for a long time Black Hollywood kept this this secret for a long time, cause nobody heard a peep of it, but now that you go back on Nisi Nash's Instagram, you realize she's been playing in her face this whole time cause girl been on her page, and she's been doing all this gay right shit, but I mean that don't mean nothing just cause a lot of people do gay, they're just allies they're just, you know, decent people like yo, stop fucking with gay people, like you know, that don't mean 
That don't mean you fucking gay, right? But now you look back at it like this bitch been gay this whole time. But yo, oh my god, I'm shocked. I was shocked. I thought it was a joke. Like people was like, no, that must be a scene from Claws. Like what do you, what? And I was like, no, because she put her whole name up there. Her her first name is Denise. She put her government name up there and the last name up there. And I was like, why? And, she, and then she tagged like all these different people. Like she tagged the photographer. I was like, why would if this was from Claws? Why wouldn't she tag Claws too, right? And I was like, mm-mm. So then other people, <coughs> excuse me, other Hollywood people start popping up like, oh my God, congratulations, we kept this secret for so long. And I'm like, yo. But you never know. That's why I be telling y'all, y'all, you never know who's gay. You never, ever, ever know. So watch your mouth and stop being an asshole because you think that so-and-so girl over there with the nails and whatever looking fine as fuck is is, you know, straight, and she might not be, and I don't know if, and I, I keep saying gay, cause, you know, whatever, I don't know if she's bisexual, people are like, oh, she left her man, she got fed up with men, I'm like, it don't really work like that, y'all, like, I know y'all have, you know, y'all straight women have this fantasy that, oh, well, I'ma just try women, women ain't something you just try, okay, you either love women or you don't, you either attracted to women or you don't, and like I keep telling y'all, y'all keep claiming bisexual, but y'all ain't had no relationship with no women like that, I just, I don't believe y'all, um, you need more people, and I understand that you could be attracted to somebody, and not ever, um, not ever act on it, I get that, I just don't be believing y'all, I just don't believe, be believing y'all, I think that, you know, you might be curious, you might think, but I, and I, I just don't think, unless you've been in a same-sex relationship and dealt with all the shit, you know, that comes along with that, I just don't be believing y'all, like, yeah, you might be attracted to me, but if you ain't never acted on it, what did that fuck that mean, you know, I, like I told y'all before, I, there's men that I see that I think are attractive, but I'm not, you know, what I'm gonna say, I'm bisexual because I think he's cute. Like, old boy from, um, P-Valley, what's his name, Diamond, the, the one that Drake thinks he looks like, that is a very good-looking man, he's a very handsome man, but I ain't trying to fuck him, and I, I ain't trying to go on no date or nothing like that with him, I just realized, you know, yeah, he's attractive, you know what I'm saying? So, I just don't be believing y'all. So, anyway, my point with that was saying, people was like, oh, well, she, she married to a man, now she must have got fed up with me. Maybe she's just bisexual, y'all. Or, or, there are a lot of people who, who are actually gay or lesbian, but they, you know, for various reasons that we all should know about, societal pressure or whatever, we talked about it with Whitney, societal pressure, family pressure, it's not always easy to be who you are, it's not always easy to come out, so she could, and sometimes you don't even realize it, sometimes it takes you a while to figure out, you know what, I actually think I'm gay, like, I, I think that's what the problem is, so I don't know which one it is, but I, I'm pretty positive it's not, oh, she got tired of me, because the people, that don't work, and, um, not, not all the way to marriage, you're not going, you're not marrying somebody all the way to, um, you know, cause you got tired of men, so either she was bisexual, or she's just been gay all this time, decided to say, fuck it, life is too short, we in the pandemic, and the corona's out here, and, and we might, and, and Trump is fucking destroying the world, and life is too short for the bullshit, let's go, um, and she really, I've listened, I've been on their page since it announced, she really love that girl, cause she's a musician, and I mean, I'm not saying she's not talented and all that she is, she's definitely talented, but I mean, it's, the music is not that great, and I'm like, Nisi be acting like it's goddamn, you know, Michael Jackson, so I'm like, yeah, she, she, she knocking the bottom out of that, and good for her, cause I would too, but um, you know, I was just shut my mouth wide open, I was shocked, and I'm still kind of shocked, cause I never, ever, 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 ever would have guessed that, and I told you I had bad gaydar, I, I'm not, I'm not the, there's 
a whole bunch of gay people can walk into a room and they can pick out family right away. I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. And I wish I was because, you know, I'm, it's part of the reason why I don't necessarily approach when I should, because you ain't gonna fit into you, you, you know, you to me, me to me, whatever the fuck it is, you ain't finna have me, turn me into a stalker, into a harasser, right, so unless I know absolutely sure, I'm not gonna fucking pay you no mind, but some people could come in and they could tell right away, I can't, however, I can tell though, I have some form of gaydar, because I can tell when two motherfuckers is fucking, that I can tell, if, if when somebody has been intimate with somebody, I can tell that and I don't know if it's because of, I'm good at reading body language, probably, cause that's where you can tell it at, and you know, I've told y'all before how I've, I've been trained in that shit, I don't know if that's what it is, it's possible but I can tell when two people's fucking, not that I but I never really paid that much attention each other, but now that I'm going back through it another giveaway is when you have these beautiful, fine ass, gorgeous fucking women go into these like award shows or whatever and they don't have a date or they bring their mom and not always, sometimes you want to bring your mom because you want to bring your mom or you want to bring your sister because you bring your sister but a lot of times when they go by themselves or they bring their brother or they bring their moms as a date that can be a tell too, not always don't jump out the window like just cause so and so showed up and me and they're lesbian, they mean they're gay that's not always, but sometimes that's what they do, they don't bring a husband they don't bring a man, because why you know, I'm not gonna I'm established, I'm, you know, whoever so I'm not gonna hire some fucking stupid ass to say, like like these young kids you know, we not gonna sign a contract and pretend like we date like I'm not gonna do that cause I'm 40 years old and everybody know who the fuck, and I ain't got to do all that, it's fine if I show up by myself you know what I'm saying, I'm just saying, I do notice things like that, I also notice things where, like, if you do have a situation where, like, there's a, every, rumors about Taylor Swift, I'm not saying I believe those rumors, but I, I'm saying that I don't think it's ridiculous, because that's another thing that, 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 let's, uh, uh, Hollywood or whatever you want to call it, entertainment, lesbians, whatever you want to call it, to keep their business do, they run, they they have these different, quote, fingers, boyfriends, and they keep them coming through, so that nobody asks me, and I actually understand that, because if I was a star who was gay, and I wanted to keep my business to myself, and I didn't want to be asking a whole bunch of questions, I would do that too, I would date random, Larry, look, you're gonna be my boyfriend for two years, we're gonna go here, because I don't want to ask no questions, right, I don't want you in my business business, I don't want to tell you shit about it, you don't need to know who I'm dating and all of that, so I would do that also, so I understand that, but that can also be a tell, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Taylor Swift is or isn't, I don't know, but that's the pattern, you get a boyfriend for a little while, y'all go out, then they break up, now she writing the album and, and keep moving through, Miley Cyrus, similar activity, that could be a sign, not all the time, but little stuff like that I pick up on, but Niecy Nash, I would have never guessed, never, ever, ever, she just gives me heterosexual, but, but hey, you never know, that's what you never know, so when y'all be out here telling these faggot jokes, and these gay jokes, and, and, and saying all this ignorant shit, and you think you're being so funny, you never know who you insulting, you never know who in, that, who in that room, so that's what I'm saying, you might as well just cut all that ignorant shit out, and just and shut the fuck up, and just understand that, you know, sexuality ain't, ain't as simple as you think it is, and people out here be gay, because you never know, Niecy Nash, you could knock me over with a feather I never would, I never in a million years would have guessed that, I was shocked as fuck and she married to a stud stud too not not no like soft stud not no, actually her, her wife looks very similar to Robin Crawford, Whitney's friend very similar, like they look like they could be related actually um, which 
whatever. Oh, she's definitely younger than Nisi. Nisi is like almost my age, I believe. Whoever this girl, anyway, y'all send me prayers, thoughts and prayers, and hopes and energy because just listen. That's my dream. I don't know what the, I don't know how COVID is cock blocking hard out here. I got my negative test, but niggas don't, you know, I niggas ain't trying to fuck around. I believe I I don't blame you. I, I wouldn't either. Like fuck it. <laughs> I know you negative, but we don't know enough about this virus yet, so I get it. Um, but like they my new favorite couple now, and I'm just like that gave me so much hope. I was like, oh, black love, black gay love. I'm so glad because you know the other couples. I don't know what Janelle and Tessa are doing, but they too, they keep their business to themselves too much for me. I don't know what, you know, the audacity to keep your shit private. <laughs> it, it worked for y'all, but it ain't working for me. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, the Queen Latifah saying, y'all keeping y'all business a little too private. Like, we ain't got a lot of fucking representation out here. And I know you're trying to keep your little business, your little relationship private, so ain't nobody on your goddamn business. I totally understand that 100%, and that's exactly what I would do, but it ain't helping me. But anyway, I you know every now and then I just like to see a little 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 couple, a little happiness, a little joy. Know it's out there, it exists, right? But um, you know they my new favorite couple now, um, and I'm just like wow, <laughs> that was shocking as fuck. Um, and you know Bravo on them for look, Black Hollywood keeps the secrets tight. Bravo on them for keeping that because I don't think nobody knew that. But it's funny when you find shit like that out because if you go back on her wife's page, I don't follow her wife on Instagram, but I did um, look through her page. Niecy Nash is all over that motherfucking page, and people <laughs> and people yesterday was putting pictures up like, "How we missed this?" I was like, "We missed it because ain't nobody followed that girl, ain't nobody who that fucking girl was." So yeah, Niecy probably on her page because ain't nobody who the fuck she was. So, but it's funny if you go back through her page. I'll go to Nisi Nash's page and she she got her wedding pictures up there and she asked the girl, you'll see her Instagram and you'll Nisi Nash is all over her page. And she's all over she not as she not as over Nisi's page as Nisi is on her page, but it's just funny now looking back. Oh man, imagine Nisi Nash being your wife. Whenever she gets joking on you. <laughs> Nisi Nash is funny than the motherfucker, man. Whenever she gets joking on you. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's my new favorite couple now. I hope they be happy, and I hope they last a long time. Um, yeah, old girl definitely profile definitely jumped now because everybody like, who the fuck is this? Um, but if you go on her page, she got pictures with Oprah. So you know. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's it. Did the show. Um, you know, thanks for asking. Um, Kel's podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, like me, rate me. Um, my listens are going up. I appreciate y'all. Tell your friends. I appreciate y'all. Retweet me. All of that. Um, you can at me on Twitter at KMGZ. Um, Instagram, Genghis Kells. Um, uh, thanks for asking. Podcast at gmail.com is the email. You can find me where you find all your podcasts, except for on title, because I, I, that's um, a whole sadity with that, but, um, anyway, um, I was gonna talk about Joe, uh, Budden, and his, excuse me, and his little, um, podcast battle, but I, I ran out of time, but, um, maybe next week, but I had, I had a few things to say about that, too, but, I, not today, so, anyway, yeah, thanks for listening, see y'all next week, peace.